0: My name is Alex, and you are listening to Lunchbox Radio. Now, before we get started, first, I want to thank everybody who's been listening to the podcast. I always appreciate people listening to me talk about nonsense on the internet about anime. That said, I do want to make a few changes to the podcast, and nothing bad, it's not going away. If you noticed, I skipped a Sunday edition. because I was absent-minded and I don't I have a resistance to scheduling my own shit don't ask me why, it's just the way I am but I really want to make the podcast more of what I've always wanted it to be, which is about great shows like the show we talked about today and like just a little less stilted and a little bit more updated. I'm gonna be doing some stuff. I'm gonna be bringing some new stuff online to try and like expand the reach of the show because I think that that's A, important for the show. I would like to reach more people, but also it gives you, the listener, more ways to listen. Um, So I will be starting to do that um, over probably the next couple of months because there's some, there's some purchases that need to be made around here. Um, but on that note um, let's jump right into what we're talking about this week and that is a really big show that <laughs> became became an old man of an anime show and that Joe is odd taxi. <laughs> shall i Now, a while back on this podcast, I, along with every, I mean like a while back, um, I, along with every single old anime fan, all all the olds came out of the woodwork and we all screamed at you to go watch Battle Angel Alita in the theaters, if possible. I still, if you haven't seen Battle Angel Alita, definitely still go check it out. It is it is um, James Cameron's, like, dream movie. Like, that was his fucking... That was his unicorn, and he caught the unicorn and then had to give it to somebody else. <laughs> and, like, he still produced the movie, obviously, but he was not the director on the movie. And in some ways, I think it would probably save, save some, like, James Cameron-ish of it all uh, from being directed by... um I forget the... um director of Battle Angel did name. But that's not the point, really. The point is is that sometimes in, not just anime, but in any fandom, but increasingly more anime, you get this groundswell of people, usually older fans, like, think people like me, think people like, um, Jeff Sue, Professional Shitbag, um, think people like, and and to be clear, I am, um, I am... Deeper and longer in it than Jeff is. Um, the guy, the um, a couple of the guys on actually really just Gigga just Giga from um the Trash Taste crew. Um, and once again, a little deeper for longer in it than Giga is. I'm just not as, as hopefully you'll see soon, um, I'm not as social media friendly as a lot of the other creators who are my well like around my age who are in the older otaku crowd at this point also i i much like um much like cosplay fiend over on tiktok have kind of like kept the faith for a really long time like there's been no there's been no splintering in terms of, like, I'm here I, I'm here for anime. Whereas, like, Gigguk has been into cyber waifus in the form of, um, what's it called? Um, of, I forget the name of, like, the Vocaloid-esque thing that's happening, which shows you how much I really pay attention to it, but... Uh, the point is that the whole one whole section of anime fandom sometimes is just like, oh fuck, we've like we gotta get more people to watch this. We we need it. Like we we need to put the call out. We need to like put our like old people bones behind pushing this. And with something like Battle Angel, that was because it was such a long storied. <laughs> there were several movies, there are several movies that are always that there are a handful of movies let's call them um that are always rumored to be constantly in production um cowboy bebop is actually one of the live action things that's constantly always rumored to be in production and those movies get to the point of like i believe it when I, when i I'll believe it when i hit play and it works Battle Angelita was one of those, and that was why the old people of anime were like, we, like, fucking, fucking get this thing on Blu-ray. Just make it worship for them to make a Blu-ray. That's all I care about. Let's get them. let's get some young into the theaters and just, like, get this thing to a Blu-ray edition. But, in other cases, because people have been watching anime for longer look for continues to look for really unique shows when we find something when you know somebody like me or cosplay fiend or um jeff sue find something that is ge- that is generally different not maybe not unpredictable but different than it was than Kind of anything else on offer or anything else on offer for a while, we tend to A, gravitate towards it, and B, if we find that it's worth our time, we want to share it with you, the listener, you, the viewer, you, the reader. However, because once again, a lot of us, we grew up with social media, so even if we're not the best at it, we have some sense of it. And we know how to put stuff out into the world. And we know if we put stuff out in the world, even clumsily enough, you'll be like, okay, I'll just press play, and then you're hooked. And Odd Taxi is one of those things. So I'm going to start... I'm going to start with Gundam. I'm going to start with Yoshiuki Tomino, because it, it seems makes the most sense to me in terms of why Odd Taxi's a uh, thing in the way it is, is Yoshiki Tomino, like, if you if you give him a chance, he'll tell just about any otaku to go fuck themselves. Because he thinks of himself as a filmmaker, and, like, Yoshiki Tomino can just, like, he's legendarily terrible to work with, and <laughs> off his rocker, But also, like, he had developed this baby in the form of Gundam and some other stuff that is not as good, but he had developed this baby in the form of Gundam that was the thing, and it was the thing they let him do. Because at the time, they were looking for a different thing, and that was... At the time, he was trying to do something live-action and just the appetite wasn't there for what he wanted to do. So they gave so somebody gave him something. Um that's legendarily also the way Ava happened, um, after Nadia's Secret of Blue Water and um oh what's his face? Ano Hideki Ano is a little bit different because he was always an animation fan and an animation director, but like one day in a bar Somebody should just just give us something to fill a time slot with. Just like, we're trying to get you back into it. Like, give us a thing. And he gave him fucking Ava. Um, true, true story, actually. But my point is that there are some things that, if they could happen in a live action format, would be great. But by being constrained... But not by being constrained, but by being put in an animated format, they end up to be something really special. Another version of this is um, that idol. Oh, what? Um, it's a. It's a. I forget the. My 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 brain is failing. Oh, perfect, perfect blue. Um, perfect blue is another it was supposed to be produced in that, by that same director as a live-action film. And I believe they lost the entire print in a fire? If my mind is... They, something happened in the process that made it so they couldn't do the actual film, the, the actual live-action film they wanted to do. So they ended up making Perfect Blue, the now infamous anime film. And it, it stands in a more unique, interesting way because it is animation and because animation can skirt the line between reality and fantasy in the way that it does in that film so much more fluidly than you would necessarily be able to do it without a whole lot of camera work and effects work, especially back then, um, and a lot of planning. In a live action format, believe me, it's still super capable, still super possible. It would just take a lot more, with a lot less, um, with a lot with a lot higher of a barrier for entry and believability. And that brings us to those two things. Bring us to Odd Taxi. Odd Taxi is a noir mystery you don't know what you know one mystery when you're introduced to it and it's this has the current trendy thing of being a like anime furry edition like the, the season's anime furry show um which is hilarious because i can tell you right now because i scheduled it out um my next episode will be on beastar season two because we're going to Full furry here, nothing but fur suits. No, don't worry. Um, but you are going to get another um, episode next next Thursday, specifically geared towards another like furry edition, another anime furry edition show. But the thing about Odd Taxi is that. It's a normal human society. It's just animal people everywhere. And there are also some strange, there's something strange happening in this version of Tokyo. There's a young girl missing. And the important thing about the young girl is really that she's the daughter of a mob boss. And you are introduced to, by the way, spoilers, for this whole show because it will take spoilers to for you to understand why it is worth your time. So if you if this already has you interested, definitely go go listen to go go watch it. It's I believe 13 episodes. Um you can find it on Crunchyroll. Um and you can um you find it on Crunchyroll and you you can come back and listen to this um but if you still hear him or you don't care about spoilers, this show follows odakawa and odakawa is a forty is a 40 something who is you know from i want to say episode 2 or 3 i think episode 2 that there's something wrong with odakawa and Odakawa is a private private taxi driver Meaning he owns his ta- he owns his cab in Tokyo and he's a walrus and I was so infuriated by the fact that there's no merch of Odakawa you can actually go to my Instagram and you can see the keychain that I myself modeled sculpted in 3D. Odakawa. now I just need to print it and paint it. But um the and I printed one and fucked with it and now I don't know where it is. But um actually I see him out of the corner of my eye. But so there's something wrong with Otakawa. There's a missing girl who is happened to be the um the daughter of a mob boss. And you go through this whole like daughter of a mob boss, it eventually encompasses a like a low-level gangster who like only speaks in a specific kind of like Japanese rap, which you think would get exhausting. So if you've seen the um the like assholes in the beginning of Devil Man Crybaby, the way they talk is the way he talks at all times. Um and then you also get entangled with a guy who looks like a baboon, with with a guy who's a baboon, who's a different gangster from the same yaku from the same yakuza group, and they're both trying to make some boss money. And the boss is of, of the yakuza group is the daughter. It's the guy whose daughter is missing. And so what it does is it's got two kind of like it's got this big sprawling one track that it wants you to care about. Wants you to care about this core mystery, and then it's got this other side mystery that's being that the entire for the entire for most for much of the show is being narrowed in on, and it's what's wrong with Oda You start to have a few. Odd moments with the, with the structure of this world. In that. We live in a world of anthrop- of anthrop- of anthropomorphized animal people. In this thing. We live in a. Not a Zootopia world. But almost like. So if you've ever. If you know the terminology of animals. Um, from Disney lore. You know there's animals. And then there's funny animals. So like. The reason why Pluto and Goofy exist in the same world is Goofy is a funny dog. Pluto is just a dog. And that's kind of how it seems to happen here. Because you see see pretty regularly just cats out in the world. Just like cats and birds and just the animals that exist in a city. But you also but everybody' is also like there's several cat characters there's a character who's just a kangaroo who runs who runs the bar um uh Odakawa's doctor is a gorilla, and his nurse is an alpaca um which is very at least to my eye until the events of the last episode has a very, um, Middle Eastern feel that I was surprised at, actually. Um, and then they also have you know, like, a character who's a monkey, a character who's, you know, like I said before, a, um, a baboon, a character who's a elephant, a character who is a a giraffe, a character who is a dog, like a like a um like a, a, a one like one of the toy varieties of dogs um and it you have a character later who's like a deranged fucking nightmare person of a cat and this whole thing lures you in further because there the world is breaking its own eternal internal logic at point. And a it's a it's a beautiful looking show. It's really imaginative. They when you see like character who's giraffe, his like whole mech just goes up there. When you see the um, yakuza character who's a elephant, he looks like you always see him in a steam bath, and he's got like tusks a short, He's got like tusks and then like a short elephant nose. I and mean, he's got big, elaborate shoulder piece tattoos, like yakuza style Japanese tattoos, on his shoulder, and it's a really nice touch. Um, Odaikawa is a really excellent character design, and so, but you, you're watching this show, and you kind of can't, you can't put the, uh, and you're probably annoyed with me at this point because if you've seen the show, you're like he's burying the lead so hard. But, um, you can't put the, like, odd logic of, like, there's no bird people, there's, like, I don't believe there's any bird people, and, like, there are cat people, but there, but the like, the cat, but there are cats in the world also, and also there's this missing girl who's, who is a cat. And the entire thing is really well set up. Because you have all these characters, oh, and also you have the, um, the hype, the like lone hype house, social media crazed, um, out, drop, college dropout of a hippo. They, be fairly important and, and, and an interesting character. The whole show is very much constructed in like a noir, like, with noir underpinnings and noir and, like, multiple storylines that, that intersect and touch on each other, but don't always touch on each other. And you have all these characters who are... have their own motivations and their own things that they're doing. But also, the thing that brings you to all these characters is Odakawa, because he is... In stories, and this doesn't isn't just in anime, in stories, and anime. But in stories, one of the best things you can do is have an everyman character who has some kind of job where he is forced to interact with a ton of different kinds of people. The kinds of stories you will hear from public transportation officials in, in any major city, but actually really like, especially the, like, East Coast, New Jersey, New York area are wild because they, their life is just dealing with people trying to get, sometimes not in their own best interest, from one place to another. I mean, if, if you're ever in, the, in, like, on a New Jersey transit train... Like, find a conductor and ask him his best story about drugs. And he will tell you some wild shit. And for that reason, making a character who has a kind of transportation or public transportation job your, you know, your main character gives you somebody who is purpose-built to be fairly... Innocuous and fairly invisible as soon as they leave somebody's eyesight, almost. And that lets you encounter a whole bunch of people who you normally would... Who... You would normally have to almost do, like, a Dorara scenario. And if if you like Dorara, A, you should go watch... Um, you should go watch Odd Taxi. It is in the same ilk. It has the same almost story structure as Ra-Ra. It has the like unanswered question that matters but doesn't really matter kind of thing, um, and the the thing that is behind. There's a thing that behind characters that you don't understand, but the. So one of the most frustrating things with stories that have people who have some kind of ailment in them is that there's a tendency for stories to want to treat these characters like they're not just existing in the world. And um, I went to go see, uh, and this was what my last um episode was about and you can definitely go check it out. Um, I went to go see uh Josie and the Tiger and the Fish, or, or and the Fish and the Tiger, one of those two ways. And one of the things that it captured pretty fabulously is it captured the fact that like disabled people just go through the world, and it, you hit a point as a disabled person. It, if the people, if the person who raised you did it right, will you just exist in the world with everyone else? And one of the like things that people tend to miss about people with any kind of, and I'm nothing. I'm nothing. Um, mental disorder on purpose because. The thing that's wrong with Otakawa is a kind of mental disorder, but it's more in the ailment road than the straight-up mental disorder road. And I don't want to paint it as that, because it it is wrapped up with trauma, but it's not it's not something that would be something you would think of. And I don't think I'm going to spoil it here, because I think that it's worth watching the whole show to find out because it's a fun ride um and that's a fun puzzle to see like unpieced what to, to see like pieced together one at a time but what ends up happening with um with depictions of people with some kind of disorder is they're seen as being non-functional and with people with physical disabilities guess it's easier because at some point we are out in the world and we are doing things. And so people have to see us as just like, oh, that guy's just on the train. Like that guy that guy with a with a paralyzed arm and in shorts and a leg brace it's just on the train. He's just having a day. He's just going a place. We Leave him alone. And... This... Seeing Odakawa as somebody with... A, with a kind of mental... I'm going to continue to call it mental ailment. Um, Who just... Does what he needs to function in the world. And there's, there's no part of him that's not meeting... Exactly what he needs to do. And even exceeding it because he... You find out later in the story that like he said he sends money to his caretaker. He said he makes sure he pays the rent, even though the rent is paid. Like he does all this stuff that's above and beyond just doing his job and living in his day day to day. And one of the things that one of the things that all media can tend to do is they can tend to make Us, the viewer, feel like if we're just, like, if we're just living our lives, we're somehow failing. We need to be succeeding. And social media is very guilty of this. Like, you need to be going on amazing vacations. You need to be going to incredible places all the time. But that's not necessarily what everybody's day-to-day life looks like. And if you are content with just driving your taxi and... You know, talking to your passenger that's fine. And it's not about wanting, it's not about having a, being brave enough to want something more for yourself. Some people, at some point, a lot of people actually at some point figure out exactly what they want out of life. And they go after it and they get it and they just live their lives content. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's what it seems to even Odakawa's doctors and the um, cool capoeira doctor and the cool um practicing alpaca, which is fucking which is an fucking incredible scene, honestly. You've probably seen it on the internet. It's worth watching the show for just that scene. Um... They have this realization of like, yes, there's something wrong with him, but he seems like fine. (laughs) He Like, whatever is wrong with him is not preventing him from being just him. This, he's like clearly seeing life. I'm gonna drop a huge hint here. Like this, he's clearly filtering life through whatever this ailment is, and it's not hurting him. He's a little odd, but so's everybody. And that stop that, that mystery combined with the mystery of the missing girl, combined with Otakawa being the like starting or continuing point and in, in many cases end point of all of these different of all the different plot points that, like, coalesce into the end of the story, it's... It's a really great way to write a show. And... I don't think... And we'll probably... I'll probably talk about this aspect of, um... what I'm about to say in the Stars episode next Thursday. But the... Um, I don't think this show needs another season. I think the thirteen episodes are a great thirteen episode. I don't think that I uh, don't get me wrong. The new episode, the new season of Dragon Maid coming out as I record or as you're listening to this probably. But some stuff even if it ends on a cliffhanger, it's not a cliffhanger that's designed to be the jumping off point of another season of content. It could be a cliffhanger of a OVA episode. It could be any number of things. But there's a tendency if something is left open for people to want to, it to be open for a second season for more of a sprawling thing. And there's enough sprawling stuff with Odd Taxi. The whole radio drama that involves a pen you can follow from scene to scene. I'm not kidding. And I think it's best for that. And the... The reason why people are telling you to watch this show is because it's worth your time. In a way that other... that. Other shows usually aren't because, due to popularity metrics and the way the market works, and the fact that anime as a whole was started as a way to sell people stuff. Also, that's true of all forms of media. But for a long time, anime was first commercial for. Toys and robots. And it was also commercial for the Blu-ray DVDs with that un- with the uncensored version of that anime on it. Um, that when something comes along that is so thoroughly un that it isn't actually thoroughly unmerchandisable, but thoroughly unmerchandised. A, that's a rarity. But B, it's an even bigger rarity when that thing is... How should I put this? When that thing is, quite frankly, any good and is doing things that other stuff in it kind of, like, release window just isn't doing. You know, it, it's... And it doing it well and doing it with a um with a craft to it. The the ba the majority, I'm sure everybody listening to this is and if you're not, you're about to be familiar with a thing called Surgeon's Law. And Surgeon's Law is basically says 90% of everything is shit. And that's probably a little high. But the point is that most things are not very good. And most things are not necessarily created to be very good. They're just created. And they're created with the best of intentions. And one of the things I dislike about so much about quote-unquote review culture is that regardless of whether or not you like something or not, the Massive work, the amount of work that went into get something on television, is wild. The worst piece of it. The Ace Attorney anime involved more people working together to attempt to make something than many people will ever actually do in their lives. I'm not talking about like office work, I'm talking about It involves a lot of creativity being funneled towards a single point. And at that point, the thing that comes out may not always be gold, but it's worth recognizing. So when it really is, and when you get a bunch of people who are making kind of thing that they clearly want to make for the love of the thing, not necessarily for the love of selling the t-shirt of the thing, although that's fine too, believe me, be out there, make your money, it's worth paying attention to. Because what, and apparently, according to um, Joey and the rest of the track tape crew, Odd Taxi is sufficiently fucking advertised to the hilt in Japan. Like, on every fucking taxi cab in Tokyo, there's a billboard for Odd Taxi. And that enthusiasm doesn't necessarily drift over outside of Japan to, like, America. But the fact that they are—that, like, I can't go out and buy an Odakawa keychain right now, that I can't just, like, get Danbo on a keychain or— the I can't get a hilarious like amiibo style action figure of um Miho, the Capoeira practicing um alpaca or God forbid the the that the Gorilla Doctor. The Gorilla Doctor is excellent is a testament to how much they know that this show is was going to be something interesting and something unique. And that's probably why every Ota- every otaku who's been in it for a fucking minute is out there saying, go goddamn watch this thing. Please watch this thing. Because Not just because we wanted to have a second season, because like I said, I don't think... I'm not sure how they would pull off a second season. Um, there's a lot of growing pains with the second season of Dragons Made*. For this, some of the same reasons. But. The. The thing is. Is that we would like. Is that like. People our age would like. Pe- creators who made. The creators who made this. To have more opportunity. To make more things. To do, to do interesting stuff. In the same way. That Odd Taxi. Doing interesting stuff. So on that note. If you like this episode, there are new episodes every third day and Sundays. third day more like this. It's about a single show or film or property. Um, Sundays are more metatextual. For the best current Sunday episode, for my money at least, I would really still encourage you to go listen to that episode that is a interview, really a conversation between me And Taylor, a.k.a. Cosplay Fiend from over on TikTok. Really everywhere on the internet, but you'll probably know him from TikTok. Um, But until this Sunday, I've been Alex. You've been listening to Lunchbox Radio, and I will talk to you then. I'm a fish, I'm a fish, I'm a fish, I'm a fish, i